What's going on, people? It's Yabai Kalechi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing out there? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you need to do during these pandemic times. Man, them cases are spiking back up. The cases are spiking back up. Please, guys, please wear your masks. Stay away from people. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizers. Do all the things that we know will actually help us during these times. We have to continue to take the procedures seriously. Let's continue to take this thing seriously. It is no joke. The cases are starting to spike up again. But the scary thing is not just that the cases are spiking up again. The scary thing is that death toll is starting to spike up again. So please, 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 guys, take it seriously. Take this situation, this disease, this virus very seriously. I know we want to get back to normal. I know we want to be hanging out. I know we want to do all the things that we used to do. And I know it sucks. But it's rather for it to suck than for you to be dead. Rather suck than be dead. Please take this stuff seriously. Seriously. I mean, we already have the fact that the Europe is already seeing their third, whatever they want to call it, third spike in cases right now. And they're on lockdown. France just announced a lockdown that's going to go till December 1st. Um, Germany announced a lockdown that's going to go to December 1st. And you have a bunch of other countries that are announcing lockdowns right now. So please take this stuff seriously. We're already seeing an uptick in cases here in the United States. I mean, we are now at about 70,000 daily cases. And we haven't seen these numbers of cases since March. Was it March or May that they were saying? I think it was around May. We haven't seen these numbers since May. So please, guys, take this stuff seriously. Take it very seriously. Be cautious when you're going out. Maybe don't be going from place to place. Don't don't be driving around and traveling all over the place. When you do go out, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizers. All the things that we know we ought to be doing during this period of time. It is very serious, especially combining the coronavirus plus the flu plus the fact that it's getting colder. All of these things stacked against each other. When it gets colder, our immune system is not as good. And so that's why a lot of health officials are saying, hey, this is going to be a lot worse than the first go around because our immune system just is not that good. That's why we get sick during the cold season. Man, I have something in my throat. I got some water. I'm going to drink some water real quick. Mm. Yeah, that's water, man. Water is good for you. Drink lots of water. That's another thing. Please drink water. Eat healthy. Do all the things that you should be doing all the time. This is not the time to let your body fall flat. This is not the time for you to be like, oh, you know, summer is over. I can kind of relax. No, 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 no. Keep doing all the healthy things you know you ought to be doing. Allow yourself right now. Prepare yourself for the Christmas season, for the Thanksgiving season, for all the holiday season where you're going to eat as much as possible. You might as well start working out now. You might as well prepare your heart to where you can you you can go home and eat all the nonsense food and eat all the stuff that we all love to eat because you know me. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat, 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 eat and eat because I love holiday season and I love to enter the food comas. Mm. And my people, they make good food. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But seriously, though, do all the things you know you ought to be doing, whether it's a little bit of walking outside, whether it's eating healthy foods, 
doing some kind of working out exercise, whatever it is that you can do in order to prepare your body for all the stuff that's going to happen, you know, just to put yourself in the best possible situation if anything may happen. So we got to take the precautions that we know we ought to be taking. We got to take the precautions that we ought to be taking. This is not something we need to be playing with. This is not a joke. This is a very serious matter. This is a very, very serious situation. But anyway, I just wanted to start off with that because I just think we need to be taking this stuff seriously. It's very important that we take it very seriously. This is no joke. This is actually a very serious matter. But moving on from there, before we get into any topic for the day, for the day, but anyway, I'm going to stop before we get into any topic of the day, as we do every Tuesday and every Thursday, usually it's every Thursday, we have the question of the week. And the question for this week is, what is cryptocurrency? What is cryptocurrency? Maybe y'all can even teach me because... I'm, I'm trying to figure this thing out, but what is cryptocurrency? We'll, we'll get back to the answer to that one later on in the podcast. But anyway, let's get right into the first story for today. We start off with Tesla. Tesla, 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 who reported earnings last week, and their earnings were amazing, to say the least. You remember when we were talking about it all of the last week's podcast, and I was unable, unfortunately, unable to uh shared the earnings with you because it was right after i recorded the podcast and the earnings came out and i was like man i wish i could have done this before the earnings came out but either way they came out and they had a good quarter i mean it's not like they had like an amazing quarter they had a good quarter they were once again profitable which is now they've been profitable for five quarters in a row and they had a record-breaking quarter, actually. They had $8.8 billion in revenue for the third quarter of this year. Tesla also affirmed or announced that it plans to meet its target of 500,000 cars by the end of the year, but says that it will be a lot harder to reach this milestone due to the shutdowns that they had during the second quarter and also due to the Model Y production in Shanghai where they had to recall a few vehicles and had to do some stuff on that side. Tesla so far this year has delivered 318,350 cars so far this year. And every other car manufacturer in the world goes, congratulations, y'all have managed to make 300 cars. Oh my God, that's so impressive. As they all roll their eyes, as everybody, one of us heard them roll their eyes, Ford, Honda, Toyota, all of them, Tesla is worth more than all of them put together, which is crazy to think about that Tesla, and I get a lot, a lot of the reason why people think like Tesla should be worth more than them. It's a tech company. They have the autonomous vehicle. They are building their own batteries. They're doing the charge stations. They're doing a lot of things, which is why people think that it should be valued that high. But at the end of the day, they are still a car manu- I don't care what anybody tells me. They are still a car manufacturer. And should they be worth more than all of the other car manufacturing companies put together? I don't really know. I'm not sure about that. Like, I believe in Tesla. More importantly, not really Tesla. I believe in Elon Musk. And so I think they're going to be there in the future. However, I still feel that their valuation right now is too rich. It's too high. It's too strong for where they are heading. I just... 
I just can't see the valuation. I mean, the biggest thing about why Tesla is even able to become profitable is because Tesla sells environmental credits to its competitions. In other words, it sells environmental credits to Ford, GMC, Honda, and Toyota. And that brought in about $1.8 billion of total revenue for Tesla. And Tesla's net income profit was about $331 million. If you took away the if you take away all the credits that Tesla has had so far this year, that as they've sold to other companies this year, they're not making any money, most any money off of their main product, which is their vehicles. They're not making that much money yet, which I get it. Again, they've been investing a lot of money into building infrastructures like new plants and a new location and being able to manufacture more cars. I get it. By the end of the day, if we're all being honest, Every single Tesla, except for the Cybertruck, every single, and the Roadster, every single Tesla vehicle basically looks the exact same, which is why they've been able to cut costs and been able to even upsell themselves that much. But eventually, when we have all the different car manufacturers and car players in the game, we already have the, the Ford uh, Mustang Mach-E, which that's really the one that I would like to buy. And then we also have the GMC Hummer that just got announced. We have what is it the pace the electric pace by jaguar we already had the porsche one that came out last year the cayman not the cayman oh man i can't remember the name of the porsche vehicle but anyway we already had the porsche one two fully electric vehicles and we're we have so many competition that's coming on all sides and the the thing about these competition is they're going to drive prices well, not the GMC Hummer, because that thing is stupid expensive. It's like over $100,000 for just the GMC Hummer. But however, the thing is, it's going to start putting pressure on Tesla. So my question for anybody who's investing in Tesla is simply this. If you're bullish on Tesla, can you explain to me why Tesla will be able to use their advantage as a first mover to be able to dominate the market? Will the market splinter or will they be able to fully dominate the market? You can argue to me the fact that Tesla already has a charging, uh, already has a charging network, which it does, but it still needs to grow. You can argue to me the fact that Tesla is going to be able to reduce costs because it's developing its own battery. I'll give you that as well. You can argue to me the fact that Tesla has the best autonomous, uh, autonomous driving mode thing. What's it called? Autonomous driving mode, basically where the car will drive itself. I'll give you that, but at the same time, we're seeing a lot of other competition have very good autonomous driving as well. And Tesla chooses not to use LiDAR at all, which I think might lead to a lot of accidents. I mean, it already led to a lot of accidents. I think they need to add some LiDAR sensors, not just cameras alone, but that's a whole different like tech head conversation to have. But anyway, but to me, to me right now, I just feel like Tesla is kind of, it's kind of overpriced as a stock. However, I love the company. I love the, everything that they're doing. I understand the way that they're, they're positioning themselves in the market. I understand the way that they're making money right now. And I, I, I mean, I understand they also make money from selling batteries for power plants. In other words, that will store, uh, solar power. They're selling solar roofs and all these other things. I know all of this. Like, it's not like I'm stupid and just be like, Oh, Tesla is sucks. Tesla is the worst thing ever. Like, look at them. They're not even making any. No, 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 no. I understand Tesla to a degree. I don't understand it all the way, but I understand Tesla to a degree. And so for me, when I look at Tesla, I still feel like that valuation though is kind of rich. 
Remember what we talked about on Tuesday's podcast, what we talked about, one of the things you got to look at when you're trying to invest in a company is a margin of safety. And I don't know, maybe Tesla is going to get to the $3,000 price point. I don't know. It's possible. It's very possible that they get there because it does have that brand appeal. It has that whole Apple stigma going, that Apple thing going for it, that Apple cult, the thing that makes Apple, Apple. Tesla has that. It doesn't really do any kinds of commercials because we advertise for Tesla because we just love Tesla that much. And so for me, it's like, I see it. It's like, I literally, I'm looking at it and I see it. But at the same time, my analytical mind that's breaking down everything is still like, yo, I don't, I, I just can't. I just can't. I just, ah. you know, he's just kind of like, yeah. And you know, and sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes we will. I wish I had been in Tesla like two years ago. I had started believing in Tesla when it was still underpriced. But at the same time, this is the same thing that people were saying about Amazon a few years ago. Like even like four years ago, five years ago, people were like, Amazon is overpriced. Amazon is overpriced. Amazon is overpriced. And yet look at where Amazon is. So is Tesla going to have the same effect as Amazon? I don't know. This is, it's really hard for me to determine that because I mean, you know, like they say, hindsight is 2020. Maybe I need to get into Tesla, but I won't because I already have focused on other companies. Like I said before, it's better to be focused than to try and diversify yourself all the way to trash. So right now I'm focused and the companies that I'm focused on, we'll talk about them later on because they make me proud. They're making me so proud. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. But anyway, Let's get into the next part of the episode. Like I said, the question of the week is, what is cryptocurrency? Now, if you don't know, you need to know. You got to learn quick because cryptocurrency is becoming much more of a big deal. It's going to become much, 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 repeat, much more of a part of our lives in so many more ways. Cryptocurrency is a digital currency that is built to be nearly impossible to be counterfeit or to track. Honestly, I don't even know if that's the best definition for it. Like, I'm still like, what exactly is cryptocurrency? It's built on a technology called blockchain, which is a way for you not to have counterfeit or to be able to be tracked and all this other stuff. I don't know. To be honest, I can't tell you that I understand cryptocurrency because I don't. I really don't which is why I don't really invest in cryptocurrency. I need people to explain it to me. If you know anybody that can explain cryptocurrency to me, please hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter, and just let me know. Hit me up at Kelechi Iwaba at, on Instagram and on Twitter, which my Instagram right now is deactivated, but it should be activated by next week. Also, you can hit me up on Instagram at Rambling Mind Show. So you can hit me up at Rambling Mind Show on Twitter at Kelechi Iwaba. All those links is gonna be down there in the show notes. And while you're down there in the show notes, Go check out the website. You can get some merch. We got merch for the show. So you can go check that out in the show notes. And while you're down there, there's a bunch of other free stuff. If you want to get started investing, you can get all kinds of free monies. Even if you don't want to invest. Uh, what I do is I open the account, get the free stock, sell it, get my money, put it into something else. So you can do that as well. But Let's get back on topic. Cryptocurrency. I don't really know much about cryptocurrency. It's hard for me to understand cryptocurrency. There's a lot of stuff that goes into cryptocurrency, which is why for me, cryptocurrency is speculative investment right now. However, cryptocurrency is becoming a much bigger deal. The IMF, aka the International Monetary Fund, had a panel, I think it was last week, and you know, 
It's all the guys that make all the big decisions about money for all the central banks around the world. And our fearless leader, Jerome Powell, said during the meeting when asked about cryptocurrency, we do think, and this is in quotes, we do think it's more important to get it right than to be first. In other words, he is saying that digital currency is going to be the move of the future. And shortly after he made that statement, a couple days later, PayPal decided it was time for them to allow customers and retailers to buy, hold, and sell using cryptocurrency directly on their platform. Now, you might be asking yourself, why is it a big deal that PayPal is doing this? Well, let me put it in context for you. Things are changing and PayPal has about 300 plus million users worldwide with over 200 billion transactions happening on the platform in the last quarter alone, alone. And so also you got to remember Venmo is owned by PayPal. And so the fact that PayPal is making this move right now is showing that things are changing up. Also, Square two years ago started allowing this to happen on its platform. Square owns Cash App, in case you guys didn't know that. And it's also owned by Jack Dorsey, which we'll talk about Jack Dorsey later on in the podcast. But it's just showing that we are going through a change in time. It's just like when we went from gold, when we went from the gold standard to where now we just have the faith in the government standard, which is what the dollar is based on. It's no longer tied into gold. It's now just tied into faith in the government. And so we're going through one of those moves right now. And usually for the big everything to change, it takes time. It's very slowly. But we're seeing banks, we're seeing fund managers starting to pile into cryptocurrency, starting to pile into different types of cryptocurrencies. We even have China who have been testing a cryptocurrency, digital currency of their own. And so we're starting to see a slight change. We're starting to see a slight acceptance of the of the technology which is going to be very interesting to see moving forward. Remember last year when Facebook tried to launch Libra, which was supposed to be a digital currency that they created and they completely got destroyed out? Well, the thing is, timing matters. Timing is very important. As people, as more and more and more people continue to flee because of the recent monetary stimulus, they continue to flee from having just straight up cash because they're afraid afraid of inflation. They're looking for somewhere else that they can use as a store up of wealth. And Bitcoin is becoming that place. Not just Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency is slowly becoming the place where people are starting to put their money into as a way to preserve their way as a way to not have that much inflation because bonds aren't doing it usually in the past it was gold and bonds and people don't really like gold that much anymore and so it used to be gold or bond and bond the bond market is trash right now and so now the move is hey bitcoin it's not really fluctuating like it used to be and so people are moving in that direction so it's gonna be interesting and the key thing is now that we're seeing PayPal as one of the biggest platforms out there for people to be able to shop, whether it's online or in person. PayPal is making it so easy for customers, but not just customers, but also for shop owners, for retailers to be able to pay and receive payment with with uh, cryptocurrency. It's telling us times are changing. Times are changing. Eventually, we're going to see central banks taking control. But my question to you is the entire point of cryptocurrency was for it to be deregulated however as central banks begin to start to pay attention and start to get over it 
How do you think it will be when central banks actually take control of it? Will it still be deregulated? Because that's impossible. Whenever you have a ton of people trying to use a thing and it has to protect the regular citizens, it's going to be heavily regulated. And this is a good thing. A lot of people think that regulation is a bad thing. Regulation is a good thing. It helps to protect the whole thing. Usually whenever we don't have regulations is when we have trash labor laws is when we have trash situations where businesses can do whatever they want or somebody can scam you out of a bunch of money, which has happened multiple times with cryptocurrency. So just keep that in mind. Moving forward, will it still be deregulated or do you think they'll take complete and total control of the platform? Moving on from there, we have Quibi that shut down last week. Quibi announced that, hey, we gonna chuck up the deuces because actually, you know what? You guys don't even know what Quibi is. That's a better, that's a better starting point. You probably don't even know what Quibi is. So probably need to start from there. Quibi was supposed to be the next big thing in streaming. It was a short form content streaming platform. Think of if YouTube and Netflix had a baby, plus they combined a little bit of Instagram to have that vertical video format and they mashed all of them together and you get Quibi. Quibi was supposed to be where you're on the go, you pull out your phone, you can watch a quick episode of something, it would be just 10 minutes long, you can just watch it as you're heading somewhere, as soon as you get off the bus, you can keep doing what you're doing. That was the whole point of Quibi. Well, right as it launched, Auntie Rona and Uncle COVID came knocking on our doors and saying, hey man, it's time to crash this party. And so Quibi launched and the whole point of Quibi was for you to be able to watch on the go. And so when we were not on the go and we were at home, guess what? Nobody was using Quibi. Like literally nobody was using Quibi. Most people didn't even know what Quibi was. And so I kind of just kind of cut off the legs of Quibi. CEO of Quibi, Meg Whitman said they will be shutting the service down after trying to sell it and really nobody wanted to buy it. She admitted that Quibi failed for one of two reasons. Either the idea was not a good one or just trash timing. Basically, again, I come back to the story because timing. Sometimes you can have a great idea. And one of the reasons I want to share this is sometimes you can have a great idea. You can do something that's going to be instrumental, but the timing of it matters. The timing of it is very important. Timing is one of those things you don't even know when is the right time. This is, the other, this is also the other problem. This is why um, Gary Vee always talks about just continue doing it. Just continue doing it because you never know when that thing might hit. So I just want to encourage everybody out there that, hey, whatever it is that you're trying to do, keep working at it and try to keep learning. And then just hopefully the timing works out perfect for you because, hey, man, like they say, luck is when opportunity meets, meets uh, what is it? when hard work meets opportunity. So you never know when that timing is going to be. You never know when it's going to work out perfectly for you. But hey, just think of Zoom. Zoom never thought that it would be this big this fast, but it is now. It's now a household name. Zoom is now an... Think about this. Zoom was something that most people didn't know about. Like I've been using it for class for the last two years, but most people didn't even know that Zoom existed. I didn't know that Zoom existed until I started taking classes online. But now Zoom has become a verb. So timing matters. There's sometimes some things happen that just help us 
pick it up and just help us get to the next level that we want to be. So just keep working at it. And I just pray that God will just lead you, direct you and show you the way that you ought to go and things will just work out for you. And none of us will be a Quibi, which Quibi is still going to be able to make some money because it can sell some of those shows to Netflix or to Disney Plus or to Apple Plus and all those good, good stuff. Even though it didn't do exactly what they wanted it to do, they can still possibly make some money. You know, all the things that we like in our pocket. Moving on from there, let's talk about my favorite time of the year. The reason why I can't sleep because it's so exciting. It's earnings update. It's earnings update. Let me give you your earnings update that you didn't even ask for. But let's talk about some earnings updates. Now, the ones that you actually care about, most of them are not going to be talking about their earnings until tonight. So when you're listening to this, they're going to be talking about their earnings that evening. I'm talking about companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple, who just chose that all of them are going to do the earnings on the exact same day. What is wrong with y'all? Why? Why are you trying to do give everybody else so much work? Like, why are you doing this to us? Why? Why are you going to do this to me? That's a lot of work. Like, come on now. Man. But anyway, it's earnings seasons, but I have one earnings update for y'all and it's my baby. It's, it's the one that I love. It's the one that I mistakenly invested in about two years ago and it's just been beautiful. I'm talking about Microsoft. Microsoft came out and gave me a glorious, glorious earnings report. They did so good. Just think about it this way. Microsoft did to the heat what the Lakers and LeBron James did in game six. In other words, they completely and utterly obliterated that thing. Like they came out like gangbusters. Like, what's up? Y'all thought we couldn't bring in no dough? We Microsoft. What's up? What's up? What's up? I mean, they completely and totally obliterated the earnings estimate that was set for them. They reported a revenue growth of over 12%. The estimate was about 5%. So they came out like gangbusters, mainly due to their Azure cloud business growing over 48% in the last quarter alone. Remember, I've been talking about Azure Cloud and how they're going to be challenging Amazon Web Services. Well, it's playing out exactly like that. They are completely and totally attacking Amazon Web Services. And it's dope. It's dope. As a Microsoft investor, I am extremely biased and I absolutely love to see it. It's such a good day to be a Microsoft Microsoft investor. However, as with everything, you can't have all sunshines and rainbows. Microsoft did say that they predict that future earnings will be rather weak due to the uptick that they had in last quarter, which means that there will be a slowdown of a lot of business and slowdown in the PC space purchases. So even though things were really good last quarter, they expect that things are going to slow down heavily moving ahead from here. But I was still happy. So there's that. But moving on from there, we have Google, Twitter and Facebook who once again I swear, Google and Facebook are like, come, Congress, why you guys keep calling us? What did we do to you now? Uh-uh. How many times every day come to come and have hearing? Every day, come and sit down and let us listen to you. Uh-uh. Why? Congress, so they're having another hearing. This hearing is going to be mainly focused on Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Remember, we talked about this in the past. Basically, it's a, it's a part of the act that basically protects the platform from anything that's posted on their on their platform basically protects all these platforms 
And so basically, a lot of people want to tear it apart and change it and hold Twitter, Facebook, Google accountable for the things that are on their platform. And I just want to share one of the little parts because actually the hearing is still going on right now when I'm recording this. I just want to say a little part that I just found to be very awesome. So let me paint the picture for you. So you have Ted Cruz, who just looks like a regular white dude, like boring as crap. And then you have Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey is not your typical CEO that you would usually see everywhere. Jack Dorsey has a nose ring. Jack Dorsey grew his beard out. He has grays all over. He's not clean cut. He he takes all kinds of weird trips and he says all kinds of weird stuff. Like Jack Dorsey is not your typical CEO. So, you, you know, you have the boring Ted Cruz and you have interesting te- uh, Jack Dorsey. So at one point during the hearing, Ted Cruz was like, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report? And Dorsey was like, well, users, when they sign up for Twitter, adhere to our terms of service. And you could just see the veins. You could just see all the veins in Ted Cruz's head about to just explode. Like the dude was so pissed. Like I was dying laughing. I love it. When elected officials get schooled by a lot of these CEOs, it's just like, remember when, uh, Zach, uh, Mark Zuckerberg went up to testify before Congress and they were like, how, how exactly does Facebook make its money? And, fa- and he was like, we, we sell ads. We, we, like, and it was just like, oh, these people really don't know Jack Diddley about anything with technology. Like, it just keeps on showing, like, yo, y'all are ancient, and y'all should not be the one coming up with these laws to do anything with these social media platforms, because you do one of two things. One, you probably put in laws that are stupid and just completely cripple it, or both y'all would just bicker and bicker and not actually try to solve the issues that are at hand. But anyway. That's just my take of the whole thing. I thought that was an interesting exchange. I'm going to put a link down in the show notes for y'all to go check out the whole thing when it finishes, which I should have a link there. And I just found it so interesting, man. I just found it so interesting. Anyway, to finish out the show for today, we got some quick tips. First of all, NASA announced that they found some water on the moon. If you're wondering, why does this dude keep talking about NASA and space all the time? It's because my brother's a nerd and he sends me stuff. He loves space. And because he loves space, I found an interest in space as well. Even though it's not like that deep for my interest in it. He really loves it. But because he finds it interesting, I've started falling in love with it as well. But regardless, NASA found water on the moon, which at first people thought, oh, there's no water on the moon, but they found it, which is dope. And this is a major key to be able to complete the Artemis project, which we talked about last week. So it's pretty dope. Also, we had an exceptional IPO event that happened this week when Ant Group, which is a Chinese fintech company backed by Alibaba, actually went IPO'd and with its IPO, it actually broke records to become the highest amount of money raised from an IPO. Remember last year we talked about Saudi Aramco where they raised $29.4 billion in its IPO? Well, yeah, they broke that record. They raised about $34.4 billion in their IPO. Also, the other thing you should know about is Amy Coney Barrett, was just confirmed by the Senate on Monday to become our new SCOTUS. What does SCOTUS mean? Supreme Court of the United States. She's our new justice of the Supreme Court. 
basically, we don't know what this is gonna mean, but basically what it means now is the Supreme Court is a lot more conservative and this will be Trump's and Mitch McConnell's legacy. Finally, we have records being broken all over the place. We had a record break in over 67 million people have already voted. That is great. That is great. Now, my only question is, I hope people are actually voting informed and not just voting to vote and just kind of blew in if they're, I'm a Democrat, blue, 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 blue. I'm a Republican, red, 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 red. Like most of the time you vote for the candidate that ends up shooting you your knee. So just make sure, like I said in the ad that I put in front of this, make sure you understand who you're voting for if you haven't voted yet. But however, 67 million people voted. Now let me put that into context. During 2016, 128 million people voted total. In other words, we are heading for the highest turnout in all of history, in all of American history, which is pretty cool to see. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. If you did, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to the show on. It will be very much appreciated and it will make and help other people find it. Or also, you can just share it with other people so they can learn one, maybe two things out of the entire show. Thanks to each and every single one of y'all for listening to my voice, even though I have something in my neck. I don't know what it is. I'm about to go drink some tea. And I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. I'm out. Peace.